We are a naughty podcast now. <laughs> All right, here we go. Keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Never Made Varsity <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> My name is Mr. Dr. Professor Captain Detective Pikachu. And you can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. Book it. Wow. Legendary. Well, it, it, it's a good day to be a Tar Heel. My name is Maverick Hart. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. I would go further than saying it's just a good day. I'd say it's a great day, but every day is a great day. Ah, uh, my name is Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. And I am Colby. I decided not to quit the podcast. I came back. Woo. And you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complaints, all one word. Oh. Uh, thanks, Aaron and Math, for holding it down last week. Hold it down the fort. Strong words. It was fun. Maybe I'll do a solo episode on the road when I'm traveling Ooh, next month. Let's not do that again. <laughs> let's Thanks. have Aaron awkwardly narrate things <laughs> it'll just be an hour of me rambling no more America's Funniest Home Videos Aaron <laughs> <laughs> I never Shout said out. I would like piece together stuff I just said I could ramble for an hour there is a big difference there is a big difference and we heard the difference go Thanks. ahead and tweet at us if you remember the clip show <laughs> A shutter our, just went down my spine. Our we ran out of content, or our sitcom that ran out of budget episode of Never Made Varsity. Our writers were on strike. <laughs> oh man! So last night I helped Red Panda. This is the biggest story we can, we are going to cover all <laughs> podcasts because this is. Can you just like? Like, you know, you remember that video where it's like Greg Jennings <laughs> or like Darren Shoppa, the hottest hidden state. Like, I need you to go into the mind of Greg Jennings in this very moment of how it was to throw the bulls to Red Panda. So let me break this down. I was watching the Carolina FSU game on my phone when... The, one of the marketing directors came up to me and was like, Colby, are you going to be here for the men's game? I was like, yes, because I have to. She was like, cool. Can you help Red Panda at halftime? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I, I guess so. Yeah. And then she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And she's like, cool. Sounds good. So um, pregame for the men's game, I go down to meet her. Very nice woman. Very nice woman. I expect nothing less um, from, a, pra- from a legend. Uh, just a legend. She and we, Nothing I but practice. respect for my red panda. <laughs> nothing but respect for my uh, unicycle queen. I almost say unicorn. My unicycle unicorn queen. <laughs> and um, we practiced throwing bowls um, for like a minute or so. I'm pretty good at it. Uh just throwing that out there, ha, pun intended. <laughs> and then that's to, unbelievable. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm just gonna let that sit. Um, and then at the end of her act, I don't know if you've noticed this, but she takes all the bowls off of her head and just kind of drops them to her helper on the court. So she has two plus two, which is four plus three, which is seven plus four, which is 11 plus five, which is 15 bowls that she drops to you. And she, we did it. We did it in the practice and it was, and I caught them all, but like the one on top was like, it was, it was wiggling a little bit. It was wiggling a little bit, but I was like, I put my hand on top. It was good. So I was like, okay, I can do this. We'll do it. It's whatever. So 
Half times running, half times, but almost half time. We hit the under four timeout. I go down, um, down court side or standing in the corner, and my coworker said, "Hey Colby, you see Jeff Van Gundy's here." <laughs> <laughs> so Team USA basketball uh, had a game today at the Greensboro Fieldhouse. And I think uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Tubby are friends. So Jeff Van Gundy and his coaching staff were sitting courtside for me throwing bowls to Red Panda. No, not not not, not only were they there, they were there for you <laughs> to see Kobe Waddell. Kobe Waddell. Throw Kobe they're Waddell. actually scouting you. Kobe Waddell, sorry. I'm in a Tar Heel basketball state of mind. But get there. <clears throat> To, to watch you is what I'm getting at. So we the halftime act starts. Throw all the bowls. It's perfect. I don't miss a throw. She catches them all. It's awesome. And then it's time for her to drop them. Okay. That's like I'm just gonna do it like a fair catch. I'm just gonna I'm gonna <laughs> go with the bowls. I'm just gonna drop it a little bit. And she dropped them, and one popped off the top. And that's how it was. Did it are break? these like the type of balls that break? Are they glass or are they like plastic? I think they're like glass or ceramic, but they're like wrapped in something to keep them from breaking. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. And that was the time I helped Red Panda for a halftime act. I like it how we started this and we never even explained who... Red Panda is, even though everyone should know. Who if Red you don't Panda know who is. Red Panda is, then you're living under Why a rock. Are you listening to us? Why? I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably you know, know who Red Panda is. is. <laughs> that we demographic probably we, that demographic definitely knows who Red Panda is. Yeah. That beautiful woman, that beautiful talented woman. So nice, so so nice. nice. Did she get her um, bike back, or is that was she using? I think this. I think this is her new bike. Yeah. Well, it's not a bike. It's a unicycle. U- sorry, a unike. Sorry, <laughs> custom made. Also, did you see that she went ninety four feet with Jay Billis? I did. Yes, I didn't watch the segment, but I saw she did it. Jay Billis also threw her bowls. So Colby, you are an elite company. <laughs> You're basically Jay, Jay Billis. Billis, except I not biased. Billis. Do you think it's more stressful to throw the bowls to Red Panda or the chairs to the amazing Sladek? Ooh, that's I feel tough. like chairs are harder. Yeah, and you have to catch the chairs, too. Yeah, that's rough. So that was my weekend. <laughs> How are y'all doing? I'm well, good. I had all-county course, so I spent my Friday with chorus kids. I uh, got Saturday kind of off, but I was sick. And then today I drove up to Greensboro, three three six, and hung watched. out with Colby. <laughs> I wish I was watching my kids at you or some of my high school students at UNCG perform with the Western Region Orchestra, which was fantastic, by the way. So that was my weekend. I ended up getting some news. Ooh, um, news. Uh, effective this Thursday, I will be accepting a promotion. Ooh. Hey. Congrats. Moving on up. Moving on up. Mo money. <laughs> mo <laughs> money, problems? mo problems. Less student debt. Yes. So I'm excited. Oh, nice. So what are you what, how what part of your job is now changing? So basically I've started out doing kind of phone sales where I'll be transitioning to sort of email correspondence not only with guests but across the estate so working with other departments. Ooh. Um, it's just a lot more administrative type stuff as well in addition to keeping with the sales so I'm always going to be like a backup uh but mainly I I'll get to be off the phones and handle guests more in the emails than anything else. In the business, we call that the nitty gritty. But his emails. 
<laughs> but his emails. Yeah. What about Maverick Hearts emails? Huh? Huh? We got we got some high quality monitoring. I I just before we move on to anything else, I just want everybody to know that I have been hounding the internet for a Hornets windbreaker. So if any of you find I can only find double XLs right now because they're all sold out because all of you are culture vultures and wanted them after J. Cole wore one. (laughs) So I just want you all to know that I hate you if you're one of those people (laughs) because I've been looking for legit three weeks for a nice – Hornets windbreaker, <laughs> and now they're they went from sold out to hella sold out. So <laughs> thanks. So if anyone finds one in larger medium, because I can slim down a little bit, <laughs> just a teeny bit, let me know. Hit me up at Mister Doctor Professor Detective Pikachu. Get him that extra medium. That schmedium. <laughs> Anyway, before – should we get to sports? <laughs> I think so. Wow, we're, we're 12 minutes in. <laughs> Is that all? Yeah, and we also talked for 45 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> Remember when we said, hey, let's do one episode and get this over with so we can get on with things and we just sat here for, you know – eternity <laughs> see this is why they shouldn't put mics in front of us <laughs> who is they <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, act like know. anyone put these mics in front of us but ourselves we, we put them in front of ourselves oh, they, let's be they real did. here oh they did they enabled us <laughs> they enabled <laughs> the egos there now all right uh we beat duke with an asterisk no asterisk. <laughs> did you know i i saw the funniest tweet they said, <laughs> they said Roy Williams is now one and zero in games after defeating Duke asterisk. <laughs> and it was the fu- it took it was like it like the wheels in my head started turning, and I was like, uh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> so I, I guess what it. let's just talk about the story that everybody's talking about. Zion Williamson goes out thirty three seconds into the game after blowing through his shoe. Um, trying to fake out Luke May. Wouldn't it be crazy if the shoot, like the company that caused him potential like amounts of pain and potential lost money is the co- like what if they sign him to a shoe deal and then they make a shoe like his signature shoe like the tagline is the shoe that can hold Zion. Oh, that's exactly what they do. <laughs> I so I think I'm the only one with this take. I believe that. Barack Obama is a sorcerer and that video was actually before he broke the shoe. <laughs> he just pointed and said his shoe broken and all of a sudden he's on the ground. Wait, I thought you were talking like how like Mr. Quirrell was kind of controlling Harry's broom and then Snape's in the background trying to fight it off. Like that kind of sorcery? Oh no. Colby. I, I'm just saying we, we haven't seen those videos put together. Just Baraka, his shoe broke. Poof. <laughs> you know, I did just listen to the Sorcerer's Apprentice today, so that would be on brand for my day. <laughs> and I started listening to the Magician's audiobook. Oh. Um, but yeah. Uh Zion goes out, um, and then Luke May eats buffet, barbecue chicken. Barb like that like in the, the purest sense of the phrase. Barbecue chicken, because that man shot one shot outside of two feet. <laughs> we scored like 75 points in the paint that game. It was cr- ridiculous. That's Carolina basketball is what that is. No, that's and murder. Transition. That is murder. <laughs> so, I mean, we ended up winning, uh, what was 88-72, 16-point victory in Cameron Indoor. Um I mean, kind of look shocked. They look kind of sh- shook. Here's my after I've had a couple days to sit on it. Like, listen, I get it. You there's a difference between losing your player in a game, like losing your best player in a game, and having a day. So like via the Syracuse or like a la the Syracuse game where they have had a couple days of practice to prepare without Zion. Also, justice for Joey Baker. But go ahead. Ju- right, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um. But what, like, come on, 
like I don't have any sympathy only just because like imagine if we had a team that was consisting of like like give me two Carolina lottery like give me three Carolina top five picks like in the in the world like in, in any in basketball history like three top five Carolina basketball picks uh Jordan Jordan worthy worthy um Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Didn't Marvin go top ten? Yes, he did because he went to the um, to the Bobcats. Jameson okay. went number four. So, so let's just go this way. Let's go this route. Let's say we had Antoine and Michael and Worthy, and Michael goes out. Would anyone on earth give us the time of day if we were complaining? That we didn't have Michael Jordan if we also had Anton Jameson and James Worthy. But we would only have four All-Americans – yeah, four All-Americans on the court. And throw in like whatever scrappy good defensive point guard you want to throw in. Andrew 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 (laughs) Playtech. Easy. Is he a point guard? I thought he was a shooting guard. He's a combo guard. Right. (laughs) He's scrappy is what he is. Okay, regardless, but do you see the point I'm trying to make? Like, I understand that you're shell-shocked, but it happened 33 seconds into the game. You had 19 minutes and – I can't do math. (laughs) 27 seconds. Over 19 minutes to get it done with halftime. With halftime. And it's like – it's not like it was insurmountable. Like, they were within like four or five after halftime – they just didn't play well. Like, wh- I don't understand where the lack of credit or why we're not getting any form of credit. Not only Which, did they not play well, they also didn't adjust at all. And people are talking like, like, okay, would Zion have affected the game? Yes, he's the national player of the year. Arguably, he's the national player of the year. Would he have affected the game? Yes. What I don't like is when people are like, he averaged 22, so obviously they would have won. That's not how basketball works. Like you don't just add the amount of points the player averages to the total that they lost by. Like that's not how that's this works. That's how math works. That's not how this works. Like every shot that Zion takes takes away from somebody else's shot. So that's the – do you see what I'm saying here? And yeah. now RJ goes off for like 30-something and then Cam has 20-something. Right. And it's like it, – that's not how basketball works. So I understand where people are coming from. However – this, there's no sympathy that I have because you have a, a, a quote-unquote defensive player of the year candidate in Trey, which I I get the hype. He's a he's a good player and he's a good defender. You have Cam Reddish and you have R.J. Barrett. Like I don't understand why that game was like that's enough and you to have make Marquez a game. Bolden. You have Marquise Bolden. Who was the number two center in in his class? You have have Yavin Delorier. Delorier, five-star. You have O'Connell, who I don't think he was five-stars, but still you can make something respectable. Like he has a shot. Like he's not, you know, and then you have Jack White, who is the person. (laughs) Will he ever make a three again? No. He hasn't made a three in like 35 attempts. In literally like a month. Yeah. And he started the season shooting like 45%. I don't think he played a minute against Cuse. That might be wrong, but... He's just been bad. Yeah. It's Um, because they needed needed to play Joey Baker. That's why he didn't play. Well, can we talk about that now since we're already on that topic? Sure. So, uh, Coach K, I, I don't know if it was a panic button or if it was... Like what Zion the spin? Uh, like I don't know what the spin zone is, but like I know that Joey Baker is all, he's a five star as well, right? He's a, a highly touted recruit, right? Yeah, yeah, wasn't he like a top ten recruit that reclassified? Right. Yes, he reclassified from the from from the class that's supposed to be coming up now to join Duke, and he was going to redshirt his freshman year. Duh. Twenty seven games into the season, Zion Williams is out, Williamson is out. You have R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, O'Connell, Delorier, um, Marquise Bolden, and Alex O'Connell. 
a serviceable team that should be able to beat Syracuse. You burn his redshirt. You tell him he's coming into the game. Burn his first year of redshirting for one game to be a foul sponge. Like, does that not – like, that sits pretty wrong. That doesn't sit really that well with me. Jack White didn't play. He also played a dude named Frankovich, who I've never heard of. Oh, they have this one guy that's last name is Goldwire, which I'm convinced is a villain out of a Bond movie. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure Austin Powers made fun of that one time. But, um... Yeah, Duke will be fine. Like they they will be okay, but they'll it's make a just... run. They'll make a run. I just don't know where all the the woe is me excuses are coming. Like I know he is a national like when we lost Kendall in 2012. I get it. But nobody's sitting here like nobody's no nobody in the media is talking like, "Oh, well, you know, Carolina should have won in 2012." Like nobody's still doing that. Like, Carolina fans sometimes reminisce, like, yeah, you know, that sucks. And we probably, you know, if only we had a healthy, like, even, like, we had Kendall and then who else got hurt? Uh, was it um, the backup point guard also got hurt? And we so it was like, that's when Stillman, Stillman had to step in. Stillman was starting point guard in the Elite Eight. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, nobody nobody in the media is sitting there like, oh, man, those Tar Heels. But you remember back in 2020, like, nobody's doing that. <laughs> but Duke fans are going to be like, well, you know, that, that win doesn't really count for, like, the next, like, 10 years. They're going to be like, well, that win didn't really count because you didn't have Zion. I mean, it, it just really blew my mind. Like, I checked it, all the ballots. I checked First Take. I checked, uh, checked Undisputed. I checked all the major shows. And very little did they talk about us beating them by 16. <laughs> even Jay or Billis, even, man. Or even, or even winning. Just winning the game. Even Jay it Billis, who's immediately usually... deflected. Who's usually... Zion. Jay Billis, who is usually like one, I, I respect the heck out of that dude because he remains pretty unbiased most of the time for even for being a Duke grad. And, and, and I find him to be a pretty intelligent college basketball analyst. But dang, man, like that whole broadcast just like was the air of just like excuses the entire rest of that game. Oh, I watched the, the Raycom showing. Like the rest so of the have to deal with that. Like the yeah, I flipped away from ESPN after they used that terrible camera angle from for ten seconds. I was like, I'm no, not doing this, Raycom. Like for thirty nine minutes and thirty seconds, I had to listen to Jay Billis give excuses, which is Wait not around, on buddy. brand. And then you know, same thing for Jay Williams, all of the game day crew. But you know, now. You know, when after they beat Cuse, it's oh the scrappy Duke team. You know they still have firepower and they they beat a Cuse team and blah, blah, blah. it's like really come on come on. Does this? Well, let's talk about the good team then. The Tar Heels. So, Luke and Cam ate up that team. So one thing I don't understand about college basketball is that Carolina has been running the same offense for the past forty years. Yeah. yeah, and yet no one the can exact stop same it. cuts. <laughs> no one can stop it. Like I don't, I don't get how I watch the same the same back screen lead to an alley oop every single game. <laughs> the same slip screen that, like, I watched a video on YouTube of they showed Cam U, um, doing the slip screen against yeah, Duke. Yeah, I then watched they that video. Johnny doing it yeah. against Duke, and then they showed Tyler Hansbrough doing it against Duke. Like it's ridiculous. It's the same play. <laughs> it was a good video, by the way. Yeah. Well, I think also part of that is that a lot of the time we just run in transition. We call set plays so infrequently that when we do call a set play, teams aren't prepared for a set play, so it works. Like they were doing the film room with Garrison in seventh when when they did connect, and it's the secondary break that does it every time. Yeah. Once they they set that screen up top and they reverse the ball, like it – I, I don't get it. I, you know it's Duke coming. Duke kept trying to jump the pass, and they were getting backdoored all day. That's kind of what I love. I mean, I don't know. I love watching it because it's like you know what Roy Williams is going to do. He doesn't change it up. Like you know what he's going to do, but he literally stands there and says, stop me from doing it. And not <laughs> a lot of people can. 
it, it, what my dad what my dad was t- talking about today is that um a lot of teams like try to defend the offense instead of trying like just to play basketball with it so like people get caught up like duke did like trying to jump passes and they jumped a couple but then they got burned on a couple too so i carolina played very well and took advantage of a weak inside um defense and that's what roy was saying he's like he went out and he's like you know what? we have to continue playing and you have to take advantage of it and i think we very much did luke i can think of God. many i can think of teams that would fold still against a zionless duke team yeah no and one thing i was very proud of in the second half because we i and i kept following it we never lost the lead down to it never got below six we always had at least a six-point lead, and we kept answering the punches because Duke is going to make a run. I don't care what team it is. Duke always makes a run, and it's how you respond to it, and we always had a way to respond to it. It's a shame we were up 17 with a minute to go, and I was still nervous. Yes, I, yeah, I was walking to my house, and I'm like, how depressing is it to have a 13-point lead and not feel safe? Right, my parents were like, <laughs> Dude, it's in the bag. There was like four minutes left. We were like up like fifteen. And they're like, "Dude, like, sit you down." Tell me that against Duke. And I was like, "No." I've seen too much crap. No, my, I will <laughs> it's never not forget. Over Dude, until there's triple zeros. I will never forget With. my very first year. I put on my shoes because we were playing at Duke, and I was ready to rush Franklin. And I started putting on my shoes because it was like we were up like eighteen with like six minutes left, and we went to OT and lost. <laughs> With two minutes left, Annabelle asked if she could put on her shoes, and I legitimately screamed at her to not do it. No, what I was going to say, though, the thing I was proud of was that we didn't settle for threes because we do that when we get big leads is that we start getting cute and just throwing up threes, but we just kept going inside, and I was proud of them for that. Well, I think us not making threes the whole game was actually a good thing. Because we didn't, we were like, these are not going in. So we just decided not to chuck them up anymore and go inside, which worked. Uh, Kobe did not play well, but seventh had big, big minutes off the bench. He had big old cojones in the paint a couple times. Yeah, he did. Um, also, that, I just want to apply it. I've ever heard Cameron indoor. Yeah. I just want to point out, Kobe, do you have the stats pulled up from that game? Yes. Look at Marquise Bolden's stat line, please, and n- try not to laugh. Yikes. <laughs> Want to relay that for the crowd? 18 minutes, um, one field goal missed, uh, two rebounds. And that's it. <laughs> now, we did manage and to get him in foul trouble early. Yeah, he had three fouls, though. So... Yep, uh, it was a big win. Like I, I don't know what else to say besides. Hey, I'm sorry. It's never not disappointing to beat Duke. It's oh no, fun. I'll take the dub. I would That's like why, to I say. Think, I think Jameson on Twitter, somebody, a guy from the Alto section, was like, "Wow, oh, you know, we're not getting the respect, and we're not getting the credit we deserve." And at the end, I was just like, "We don't need it. A dub's a dub. I'm gonna take it either way. It's still just as sweet." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah." When is the last time we've beat them by 16? Just revel in it. Without Zion, they're still in top three recruiting class. So I'll revel in it just as much. I would yeah. like to share. The last time that we saw, we've done this. Let me see. I would go like ahead, to share ahead. that for the second. Yeah, keep going while I look this up. I would like to share that for the second year in a row, in the first Duke game, my keys to victory came true, and we won. So you're welcome, America. Hey, mine was right too, okay? Jack White didn't score 10 and we won. Yes, I'll give credit where credit's due. Yours was right. And my third one was... right too. We contained Zion. Yeah, well, my three were number one, bully them (laughs) on the boards, which we did. Number two, don't let RJ get hot from three, which we did. Or did not. However you want to say that one. And number three was let Zion get his and just ignore him. And that kind of irrelevant. So I'm two for two. Uh, Carolina also beat Florida State. Big win. And shout out to Seth Davis, who told the world so confidently 
that we were going to be a letdown emotionally and come out flat and probably lose this game against the hot FSU, who <coughs> said Davis <coughs> obviously did not look at the stat that Roy is 15 and 0 after beating Duke. <laughs> Let's take a look at this Florida State win streak. So Go for it. They beat Clemson, Miami, not bad. Okay, Georgia Tech, okay, Syracuse, okay. Louisville, good win in overtime. Uh, depends on who you add, like what frame, time frame. This is true. Because they are in collapse mode right now. <laughs> Louisville, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Clemson. Ah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> this was the big win streak that, that Carolina was was running into the, the, the Seminole buzzsaw. And it's not like they're a bad team. They're not a bad team. No. They have size and athleticism. It's just like when you – like their offensive rebound percentage is somewhere close to like 40% or 30% or something. We held them like way below their average. And dominated just overall on the boards. <coughs> and we like also – you... we went on Go a ahead. huge Go run ahead. to end the game. We ended the game on I believe a 21-7 to run. It was like a four or five-point game, and we ended up beating them by about 20. 18, yeah. So, big game, not Nasir Little. (laughs) Yes. I felt so good for the dude. (laughs) Every time he goes off, I'm just like, like an angel gets its wings. (laughs) I let out a verbal shriek on both of those dunks. Oh, I was in the press box and I did. (laughs) Is he getting... Is he getting close to like all time favorite Tar Heels level? Like, is he getting onto that list? Because, like, that, like, whenever he goes off, like, I feel something warm and fuzzy inside. And also his comments about ESPN and Zion and like, yeah, hype I really like underratedness <coughs> were really good. Good level headed kid. Love, um, love the dude that likes to put people on posters. I don't know so if I would Car- say he's in my all-time favorites, but I am a big fan of him. Big fan. Carolina has Cuse at home on Tuesday at 9. Can I ask I- y'all, what, what is happening with, like, I know we're still winning, so it's easy to ignore, but, like, our three-point shot is horrid right now. Like, it's really bad. I think it's just a bad, like, a, a, a bad streak. Cold stretch. Sticky wicket. Kobe's not playing particularly well yet. He's in his yeah. He's in a slump. I, I I I think he's just in a couple game slump. I think he's gonna snap out of it because if he doesn't, then we could be in some big trouble. Panic! Put the hair back up. <laughs> oh no! I also think that Leaky coming back eventually will be very helpful for the team. I just yeah. saw the video you sent, Aaron, of Zion shooting an NBA three. Yeah, it's bad. Yo, Him that's twisting my- his wrist. It's like Michael Kid Gilchrist, almost that level bad. No, but good um, point there. Another thing people aren't mentioning, they barely even just glossed over the fact that we were down to two people in our rotation. Yeah. have been playing to our level. Yeah, we were down four scholarship players, four rotation players, the majority of the UVA game, and still nearly beat them. And under the logic of the Duke game, we should have gotten murdered. I will I will revel in the double bye come ACC tournament time. I, I believe love. I believe that a win on Tuesday clinches it. Yeah, because I mean we have a solid three game lead and we're in the third spot. Yeah, so we control our own destiny now to uh, actually to have a share of the ACC regular season and we effectively control our own destiny to get a one seed in the tournament. So, I got bold, and I was like going to get ACC tournament tickets because of this, and then I looked at the prices, and I'm like, nope. I think Nasir's going to eat against Syracuse in the middle of that zone. I hope he does. Just go up. You're going to get fouled. Just go up. Just do what Theo does against that zone. Play like Theo, and you will eat. If more people played like Theo. <laughs> I feel like Dolajai is going to be a problem. Um, 
He can be, but I I feel like we we have enough. We have enough. Well, Luke I think May. We're enough. I think we're a better team than them. Luke May, is, Luke May is Luke May is the ultimate zone buster, in my opinion. Who are you gonna call? Hey. Zone buster. Hey, at least yeah. they don't have uh, Cooney anymore. My God. oh, dude, he's like he was he was Fletcher McGee before Fletcher McGee was a thing. <laughs> God, I hated that kid. Also, that Wofford win looking pretty nice right now. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, a win at Wofford is way. Not even a good win. And now they're like, you know, probably going to get an at-large to the tournament. 26th in Ken Palm. Yeah. They're looking good, man. And then Carolina goes down to Clemson, South Carolina on Saturday. Should be fun. You know how much Clemson fans love us. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let's talk, let's do you want to talk about that Twitter poll first? Let's talk about quickly. Okay. Should Zion sit out the rest of the season? Do you think he should? I can I, go first. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. So this injury was non-contact, right? Like it, it technically was well, non-contact. People are trying to say that Luke pushed him, but no. No, that was that's that was four D level trolling. I promise you, yeah. it was <laughs> such troll. It was ne- I was like I. It was such good trolling. I was so proud of that. Whoever that was. <laughs> so um, this literally could have happened in practice or yeah. him training. So it's not like. If he sits out the rest of the season, he's just going to be sitting in a room by himself, not doing anything until the draft. Like, he's going to be playing basketball. So, if he's going to be playing basketball, he might as well, like, be trying to win a championship with his friends with one of the best coaches that ever coached. So, I, if if it were me, I'd probably come back and finish the rest of the season out. I'd sit out the rest of the regular season because, you know, no no use wasting it on, on anything that doesn't matter. But... I would probably I would come back if it was me. I th- think if I was Coach K and Zion, like I know people in Zion's camp are probably saying, "Hey, we're trying to minimize wear and tear on him right now," which I get. I think now this is not the best case scenario for anyone that hates Duke, but I say sit out the regular season. Sit out the rest of the regular season, sit out the ACC tournament, come back for the NCAA tournament. Make a run. If you win, great. If you don't, boom, prep for draft. I feel like it's I feel like that's probably best case. That's probably the situation that works out best for Zion. Yeah. Which you know, I do. I do want it to work out for Zion because apart from him being uh, you know, a Duke player. I genuinely like the kid. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a good, personable guy. Really fun to watch. Really fun to watch. I mean, shoot, I can't wait to watch him on my TV screen on the NBA when he's a bull or a Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I am conflicted on whether or not I think he should finish out the year because... Try and separate the, it from, do you want him? I, know, I want I, him to I know, sit out I know, the year. I know, I know. I want him to sit out, but... No, like on the one hand, he has nothing to gain career-wise by playing the rest of the season. He can't really help his draft stock anymore. That's fair. I've heard that. All too. it could do is potentially re-injure him. But on the other hand, he'd be missing out on a pretty awesome experience. And like, other than getting injured again, he has nothing to lose. Which again, he could get injured doing like. Practicing yeah, that, by himself. Yes, yes. I mean, that's like, true. But also, the risk, the risk of getting injured, the, or something. I don't the, know. the risk of getting injured at full game speed against other people, though, is higher than in training by yourself. Just keep him away from two K, and he's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of conflicted too, to be honest, because I, I, I think I very much agree. He, he could shut it down today. And he would go number one, and he doesn't have to prove anything else. But at the same time, I understand he's probably he's a basketball player. This is what he loves to do, and even upon threat of injury, he's probably still going to play. 
that's just how I believe. It's very much a business decision to shut it down. Um, but I feel like there's a reason he went to Duke. You don't go to Duke to just shut it down. You could, he could have went to Clemson and shut it down. Well, tell it to Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Or to Nick Bosa. He did it at Ohio State. Well, yeah, to be that's fair. football. To be fair, yeah, football is different. I feel like yeah, Ricky Ding, yeah. like Ricky Ding bowl games are different. <laughs> well, it, he shut it down midseason. He shut it down like six games in. That's I, you know I get with both so they could have potentially won a championship. But yeah, still different sport. I agree with different you there. Sport. Also, also, I forget it was either my mom or my aunt today was like. But don't you want to beat Duke at full strength? And I said, no. No. Heck no. I want to win. <laughs> I don't care. I want the dub. I don't, I don't want any, like, no. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Like, would it be fun to play that? Like, sure. Do I want them at full strength? No. I, do, I want to beat them. <laughs> Whatever it takes. I'm not, we're not going to, like, you know, put itching powder in their chalk or, like, you know, sabotage their shoes, but shoot, if he's out with an injury, so be it. <laughs> but we will send out our sorcerer president to bust out <laughs> to bust his shoes open. Heck yeah. Um Okay. Our, this episode is called Sorcerer Obama. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I I was going between Red Panda's little assistant and Sorcerer Obama, so we'll figure <laughs> we'll figure it out at some point. Um, baseball, or do y'all uh, want to talk about how before we like get out for basketball completely? How Kansas isn't going to win the Big Twelve? What they got? They're going to find a way. I, I don't know, man. Like they got like like really slapped by Texas Tech. Like I watched uh, that, I was appalled by what was happening. Tommy Ashley, who's on Inside Carolina staff, said, "This is the year we need to catch Kansas in the tournament." This is this is the year we need to catch Kansas. I have six words to describe that Kansas Texas Tech game. Doe yes. goes in. Tortillas come out. <laughs> Can't explain it. <laughs> you can't explain it. Um, yeah, TJ Warren got his number retired tonight, too, in the yeah. empty PNC. Was he that good to deserve his number getting retired? Yeah, I don't know who that is. He was good. Really? I don't know if he was that good. I looked up his, I looked up his <gasps> stats. Into the Spider-Verse he... 1. <laughs> oh, Yay. I looked up his stats. He had like 25 and 7 his sophomore year. He won ACC Player of the Year and then he went pro. And they retired his jer- well, okay. I feel like the <laughs> yeah. criteria for jersey jersey retirement are very different at Carolina and NC State. Well, they also have a banner up for losing in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Do they really? <laughs> yep. They have a banner for every tournament appearance. Really? Yep. Do we do that? We don't do that, do we? We add we a, have year a banner to that a we giant add a banner. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Do we want to talk about that Cam Justin poll that I sent? Oh, I forgot about that. Because that's hard. Because sure. I'm still conflicted about it. I mean, we've been talking about basketball for a hot minute, but also, like, we don't got yeah. much else to talk about. Let's just keep going with it. Um, so the the poll was who's be- who had a better season, Cam, uh, twenty sixteen seventeen or Justin twenty sixteen seventeen or Cam Cam this year this year eighteen nineteen. I saw a chart that showed um both offensive usage and offensive rating. Cam Johnson in the ACC has the highest offensive rating, and like. The lowest, if not the second loaded, lowest offensive usage, like usage rate, which is crazy to me. Like his offensive rating is 131 right now. Like it's ridiculous. Or it was 131 before the Florida State game. Dare I say redonkulous. I don't know if Justin was ever as efficient as Cam. And I feel like they're. I know Jay Jax was a 
he ended up turning himself into a three-point shooter. But man, Cam Johnson, man, his three-pointer, like every time he takes a shot, I would bet money it's going in. Because <laughs> his release is so smooth. Don't tempt Aaron like that. Bet. Yeah, I'll take I'll take that bet. I'll win 60% of the time. <laughs> Listen, I would have put that bet on that weight game. I would have made a lot of money. Fair. So (laughs) I'm really conflicted about who's had a better season because on paper, it's pretty clear that it's Cam. He's got got a better shooting percentage, a better three-point shooting percentage. He scores more points per game. So he has a higher average? Yes. Okay. He's like 18 or 19, and Justin was 16 and a half, I believe. Um, but on the other hand, Justin turned it up in March. And also I think that Justin was more of a leader on the 2017 team than Cam is on this team. I think that's a product of him transferring in, but I understand your point. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree, but I think that that should still go into, yeah, go into it because I think that. Justin was one of the leaders on that team, whereas on this year's team, it's Kobe and Kenny. You think Kobe's the leader? Yeah, he's the one that runs the huddles when he's on the court. I think that... I'm sorry, Maverick, but it's not your student. It's... Out of the five starters, it's Kobe and and Kenny. Don't tell me Annabelle's gotten you, too. Oh no, I I'm, I do not think that Luke's over. By the way, he's not the leader of the team. All time terrible take. By yeah, that Annabelle is an Webb. awful take. It's a really bad take. He's the only player in the history of Carolina to score thirty and fifteen in both the Duke and State games. Like, if you're putting up to like Michael Jordan standards, no, he's well. He, then yes, he's overrated. Something that Michael Jordan never did. (laughs) Uh, But I know, but that's, it's it's like, yeah, he's a great college player. But we aren't talking about that right now. Okay. Uh, Let's scoot through baseball. Okay. Uh, We swept another team. Carolina did. We now have like a 25 game home winning streak. We were really good at home. We played three games in 24 hours because of the weather. The Friday game was moved to Sunday for a doubleheader, and the Saturday game didn't start until like six o'clock. So we played a six o'clock game, then an, and that game went to extra innings. Then we played a nine a or a ten a.m. game, and then a one p.m. game, and we somehow won all three of them. Uh, we're good. We're really good this year. Um, spring training started for the pros, which is very exciting, and Manny Machado signed a contract like the day before. An unbelievably large 10 year, 350 million. No, 300 million, I think. Yes. A really big contract with the Padres. Yep. Not worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, not not a great deal. And the funny thing is, there's literally a soundbite of one of the Padres managers who almost a year to the day before was saying, like, for someone like Machado, if he was wanting like a $300 million deal, then that wasn't, that's just not good for them. Yeah, and Bryce Harper still hasn't signed, and games have already started in spring training. You know that he's signing for at least three hundred million and one dollars. <laughs> yeah, so he just he probably just he probably pissed off every team that's in the Bryce Harper series because they're going to have to pay three hundred million and one dollars because he's a better player. Mav, you sound a little different to me. Just make sure that you're make sure check Audacity real quick to make sure your mic is picking up yeah, on Audacity. Like we can hear you. It's just. Oh, I've raised my voice. I'm, I'm, I've dropped the blaze in it. Okay. But no, he's Bryce Harper's a better player. So yeah, and a better fielder. A better contract. Although surprisingly, Machado kind of said he'll be at a, at a trout of Bryce Harper, an Aaron Judge, even not Manny Machado. Surprisingly, though, Machado said he'd be willing to play third base, and at third base, his contract is a lot more worth the money than at shortstop because he is an awful shortstop. But I guess what do you want? Because Padres are are they AL or NL? 
NL. So yeah, he he definitely went to I think a weaker side. I mean, it's a smaller market team. So I yes, know. but he also went into the same division as the Dodgers, who are really good. So, so before before we move on, I'll just put this out there: all of you need to go watch Brandon Huffman's Instagram story. Before you go to bed or do the anything one in else. The, in the pool? Yes. Yes. He said, this fat whale just... <laughs> He's talking about... He he does Sterling so dirty sometimes, man. He makes fun <laughs> of Sterling so much. <laughs> they all call Sterling fat, and I don't know why, bro. <laughs> I remember when Garrison put... <laughs> they started driving away in the car and started filming Sterling trying to catch up. And they were yeah, like... That was funny. Run, fat boy. Oh, it's Run, fat kept, boy. He kept failing his conditioning test. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bro said you gotta get your conditioning. <laughs> Run, fat boy. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so funny. I love this team's chemistry, man. They look like they have fun. Yeah. Um, audible. Yes. Are we, are we moving away from basketball? That's how we're audibling. Sure. <laughs> this is so. This uh, next part of the podcast is brought to you by Audible. Not the first part, just this part. Uh, for you, the listeners who never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free thirty-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week's recommendation is The Magician by Lev Grossman. You can listen to that through Audible or another book free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. LeBron is in playoff mode, but the trade assets are not very good. The trade assets. Um... Yeah, so came back against the Rockets and won. Which, by the way, the Rockets versus Scott Foster is hilarious <laughs> to me. Listen, the Rockets complaining is really getting on my nerves. I feel like, like they've been complaining for like a year and a half about everything. They specifically don't like Scott Foster. Like, they've gotten to the point where they've requested that he not work any more Rockets games. But well, regardless... He, he calls them on their crap. I'm just keep relaying the information. I know, I know. And I'm commenting <laughs> on the relayed information. <laughs> um, Yeah, so came back against the Rockets and won. But then lost to the Pelicans. And then Braun very publicly calls out whether basketball is the number one priority in his teammates' lives, which I found just a little bit too much. He does this every year whenever he's mad. with. He's had to do it a lot this year. But he he does this every year. He questions whether his teammates are taking it seriously. And then they always end up making the playoffs and it's fine. And if they yeah, John Mulaney and Aquafina. Yeah, definitely gonna I love this because playoff. Y'all are making me miss John Mulaney and Aquafina. D- don't y'all me. <laughs> you can leave if you want. I could hold down the fort. Uh, Back to an Aaron episode. Bye, everybody. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't even remember. The Lakers, because they're going to make the playoffs because LeBron's in playoff mode. I mean, the Lakers are making the trade assets are making the playoffs. I feel confident in that. Does. Well, no, you know what? We've already spent too much time on this podcast. We could talk about that next time. I was going to talk okay. about free agent. I was going to talk about free agents going to LA, but I don't feel like talking oh, about no. it. Oh, no. We I don't no. feel like talking about it. Um, the one and done rule uh per David per Brian Windhorse per one of his sources is all but looks like it's going to be reversed. 
yeah, I was listening to The Jump today on my way back from the 336. And Brian Windhorst was talking about how the, in essence, the one and done rule is going to be no more starting in the 2022 season is when that would change would happen. So not this draft, not the next draft, not the next draft, but the next draft after that. (laughs) So if you're a current sophomore in high school, this would affect you. Interesting. We are, are we, I feel like we on this podcast are all for coming into the NBA out of high school, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Just news dump. Also, Uh, I mean, and just got to bring in Carolina into this. I think it totally benefits us because we are a four year school, quote unquote. And so the people that don't don't jump to the NBA, we're going to get the best of the ones that go to college. Coach K might have to retire after the 2022 season. When he's like 75. Um, Bao won animated short film. Good for that. Good for her. Because that, that short was really good. Yes, it was. Speaking of films. Content. <laughs> Do we have anything for this? <laughs> uh, uh, Maverick, what, what time are we at? <laughs> Um, I got fifty-seven minutes. Yeah, fifty-seven. I'll real do this. I'll do this real quick. I'll, All right, I'll, you first, and I'll, I'll go I'll, real quick. I'll talk about this real fast. I finished finally Zelda Breath of the Wild um, on the Nintendo Switch after a long, long, long time of dragging my feet and just exploring and doing lots of cool crap. Um, man, that game was an experience. Um, that's probably the most fun I've had playing a video game. Genuinely in a really long time. Um, just lots of fun, like wonder exploration and it didn't feel grindy. Like it didn't feel like I had to grind things. Um, it wasn't too easy and it also, I feel like it was a perfect balance of everything that I wanted in this game and beautiful music, beautiful themes and yeah, all around great. I felt empty inside and like exhausted after the end credits, which is what I want out of a game. So ten out of ten would recommend. If you have a switch, you need to play this game. It's on Very my nice. list. So I watched all of Umbrella Academy. Have you heard of it? Seen it on Netflix? Anything? Have not. I've heard that my 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 emo boy Gerard Way wrote the <laughs> comics. Yes, he did. Um which so there's so much music in this and that's probably how he got it all licensed because there is so much pop music in this but um umbrella academy premise 1989 one day 43 women uh spontaneously give birth to children and this one eccentric billionaire goes around the world and starts buying these mother's babies and uh, seven of them say yes and it turns out that some of these children have powers only some it turns out that some of these children (laughs) have powers and he turns them into a superhero team and that's Hmm. the premise but it's good it's fun I I don't think it's like amazing or anything, but it's a very easy watch. Like even though they're hour long episodes, it's a very easy binge. It's pretty light. Not that much heavy stuff goes on. So, um, yeah, I recommend it. If it, if you just want something um, quick to burn through, uh, Umbrella Academy is pretty good. And that's all I got. Y'all have anything else? I got nothing. The only content I'm consuming yeah, right no. now is 2K and more of The Office. Yeah. I mean, I got that reality show, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, good old good fashion fun. 
good times. Fast time. Okay, I'm done. Uh, so if you <laughs> want to find us at Tiny Hero, let me go to sleep. <laughs> Wait, what? Let me go to sleep. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show for your 30-day trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. We'll see you next week. Jared Goff is not a franchise quarterback. Good night. <laughs> Duke sucks. Yes.